don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. You come at the king, you best not miss. You're not locking this count zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. Oh, nope. I can't even do it. No, I can't. You forgot, do the, it, you forgot the laugh. Nope. You forgot the laugh. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you guys can't tell, we're uh, we're missing Jake tonight. Um, we don't know what happened to him. We think that he just took the bye week off early. He's out traveling, looking for lost profits band members or something. I don't fucking remember I, what I he think said. He's, I think he's visiting every bu- Buffalo Wild Wings in California. Yeah, I mean he does own like you know ten of them, so that he, would make he's sense. Search the just, best the best burger. Best burger at Buffalo Wild Wings. But we're we're back with episode eighty seven, the uh, Quadrius Mail episode of the Zone Thirty Two podcast. I'm here with Will, Trippy, myself, and then we found this uh, homeless redheaded guy. His name's Grant. Um, he, might, he, might, he might do the podcast with us for a while. We're, we're so, giving um, him a, a trial episode to see if well, it works. We're, we're going to give him a trial episode. He seemed familiar, like we've talked to him before in the past, but then he went missing for a while. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think I think he might be back and might be here to stay for a while. So I, yeah, actually, dis- um, I actually discovered him on LinkedIn. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's where I find him. I hope you both stub your toes. <laughs> That's where I find most of my <laughs> podcast sound is on uh, is on LinkedIn. So I mean, that's a good 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 pull off LinkedIn. Um, I would say say what's up to the people, but I'm not in the mood for Will telling me to go fuck myself. So we'll uh, let's get right into the uh, Chargers game. Played the Chargers Sunday Night Football. We had a uh, successful live PSF stream for the most part. There were some um, you know hiccups here and there towards the end, but for the most part, it went pretty well. Uh, Ravens came away with the 20 to 10 win. Fairly ugly game offensively. Defense was money. Not really a ton else to say. Again, it was an unspectacular win, but a win nonetheless. And now we go into the bye week. Uh, Grant, since you have been absent for, I don't know, like eight months or something like that, why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on Sunday? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah fuck <laughs> you too. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, like it, like you said, it was a win, but, it, you know, it's one of those where, like, we can't be picky or whatnot. You know, we lost some pretty – shitty games this year about going to be ended up being up two scores and end up losing the game. But I don't get the whole argument about not wanting Zay to score at the end of the game. Like that's the dumbest shit ever. Any opportunity you get to go up two scores, you take it, never leave it within a one score game. Anything can happen. Especially not three points. Everything happened. Especially not three points. Exactly. And I mean, you know, even if they kick the field goal six, okay, then you're kicking off. They score a touchdown, they like win the game. Right. We've seen everything happen as Ravens fans. We've literally probably seen every scenario unfold, go against us in any situation. You score the fucking touchdown. And you got a young rookie that's getting his spark. He had a great week against since he had the long touchdown call back that he got screwed on on the block by Odell, which was clean. But like you're, you got your, he's getting juiced. He's getting confidence. He's getting within his game. You don't take that out of his hands. If he's got the opportunity to score, let him score. Keep him, keep his momentum rolling. Um, Todd Monkin, I, I, he like disappears. I don't get like his whole second half philosophy. Um, you know, the screen game's okay, but you don't live and die by the screen game. They need to stretch the ball down the field vertically more, or even if you're hitting the crossing routes or sitting in the middle of the field, have a layered concept and have something a little bit deeper in the middle of the field so that you can work deeper and not get in these. Yeah, you can try to set yourself up for second, third, and shorts, but at the end of the day, you need to take shots. You need to make them respect the over-the-top, and you got the speed to do it, so just do it. And, you know, Harbaugh, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that guy, man. I'm, I'm not, he's just, he's a, he's a moron. And like, you know, the 
Lamar first down, challenge it. Okay. The Aguilar first down, challenge it. Okay. Like you don't, don't, th- oh, I thought it was first down. We called it as a first down play. No, okay. So what happens if you end up throwing the ball down the field, thinking you're first down, you set yourself up for third and short, try to do some direct snap to Gus Edwards and get stopped again. So, I mean, there's just a lot of like stupidity in there. And then you challenge the one that was a no brainer. Like, like you literally challenged the one that nobody wanted you to challenge. So it, I don't know. It, his, his, I think we're going to win or lose in the playoffs by John Harbaugh, not by Lamar Jackson, not by Odell, not by the defense. I think it's going to live and die by how John Harbaugh coaches this football team in critical moments. Hey, Grant. So um, you had oh, – I, I got a question because I, 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 I came up with this kind of on the spot. It came, came to me. I'm going to see how what you think about this because you, you're one of your main criticisms of John Harbaugh is that he's not an in-game coach. He's not really like hands-on with the uh, – no. He's so, a he's a Monday he's a uh, Tuesday through Friday guy. Right. Tuesday so okay, I firmly believe, and this is something that we we spend a, a good amount of time on on the stream that the special teams is a problem that can uh, potentially end our season, and Chris Horton should be fired, and I think the gut person who should replace him as a special teams coordinator for the rest of the season is the other guy in the building who has special teams coordinator experience. And that's John Harbaugh that he, he fire Chris Horton and take over special teams himself, take some accountability for the weakest link on the, on the team. What do you think about that? I think, it, I think he needs to do something. And I mean, and yeah, he knows like what offense is. He knows how to facilitate an offense. He knows how to facilitate a defense. He wouldn't be a head coach if he didn't, but he doesn't know how to step in and, have in-game adjustments or make suggestions or take over a play call and say, hey, you can trust your guys to make the calls. You can trust Todd Munkin to make a call or give Lamar options on audibles, but you can't sit there and like if you don't if you see something's not working or you see something's there, you gotta have the ability if you're communicating up top, you're talking, you gotta know as a head coach, hey man, it's okay to change this shit up. Like, hey, do this target Zay more down the field, like whatever it may be, but utilize, utilize more of being a dude. Don't just sit there with your arms folded and have stupid looks on your face. Well, Did you, did you find it weird that he, I've never seen him with a play sheet in his hand before my life. And he had a play sheet. This is the only, the, the one thing I want to push Grant on here um, in terms of this being a, a Harbaugh problem, can Harbaugh make the offensive line block better? Because you're right, living and dying by the screen game doesn't work, and you need to adjust that, and you need to take shots deep. Like, I totally understand that. But our offensive line was getting beat to shit on Sunday night. And so in the context of, in the context of the overall season, you're right. We live and die too much by the screen. We do too much short shit. We get too cute underneath. And you do need to have more of a focus on deep passing, especially when you have Odell and Zay and even Bateman and guys who can, you know, go deep and go vertical. But on I Sunday they night, all can. Yeah, but on Sunday night specifically, like uh, Lamar didn't have the time in the pocket to throw deep, and so Ronnie Stanley got I, Ronnie Stanley got dog walked. Yeah, he got dog walked all game. But and so my thing is like when we get Harbaugh detractors and Harbaugh criticism, you know, everybody hyper focuses on the full season of problems and then tries to apply them to one game, and it didn't really work there for Sunday. Like he Lamar would not have had time in the pocket to let deep passes develop. Is really what it boils down to. And so what I think Todd's adjustment was, was to go with the outside run and to go with the, the, you know, screen game. And it worked just enough to put 20 points on the board and win, you know? So like, I'm okay with that. It's not the best performance. I would much rather win ugly than lose pretty. 
So if you're if, I, if, I'm, if I'm Eric if I'm Eric DaCosta, I'm calling Taylor Lewan tomorrow and saying how much can I get you for the rest of the season rental he's, and shut he's, Ronnie I think his back, I think his back is ruined. So. His his back's ruined and the NFL won't let him sign. And I don't know why people Well and he's don't. also I think he's lost like seventy pounds. He's super but, lean. The thing is, is so with actually now that Barstool is not a gambling company, maybe you get away with it. But that was the issue with um, the dipshit on that podcast who had the horrific AFC predictions that I quoted on Will Compton. But they still have gambling. They still have gambling ties, I believe. Yeah. So they have too many gambling ties. And there was some issue with the money with that. And Will Compton would have to do fucking something to get back in the league. He wasn't willing to do it. And so I doubt Taylor Wan would be either. And Taylor, yeah, I don't Juan think he can hates, play. I hates, think he's hurt. He, he also hates the Ravens. So that's true. That's true. That's another another issue. But um, I that this is my like. I get the Harbaugh criticism. Like, I don't want to come off as like a Harbaugh ball washer. Like, he makes plenty of mistakes that we can kind of sit here and harp on. But for Sunday specifically, I just other than the challenges, I don't know what he could have done to make that outcome different because it really came down to the offensive line executing on the field, and they did not do that. Am I am I off base with that, or is this a um, you know like? Are, are yeah, you taking... no, I think I think the uh, the reason people are focused on Harbaugh more so this week than they have been, and I mean, there's some people always are, but I think um, the the challenges, and um, I can see both sides of that. I mean, like the answers he gave immediately following the game pissed everybody off. They didn't make a lot of sense, but when you do when you look at so this is something that kind of bothers me now that I I hear the the reality of it. Visiting teams don't have access this type of access to replay when they're in the stadium that mm-hmm. the home team has, and I think that that's bu- that's bullshit. That both teams should have access to the same resources during the game, whether you're a home team or a ro- or a road team. I think that's bullshit that the home team. I mean, that's the has... that's the purpose of home field advantage, though. No, it's not. So... No, it's not. You you shouldn't you should not have access to better technology. So it's it's not that they have access to better technology. It's that they have a system set up in place in ho- at home to get those calls down to the sideline. And obviously it's not your home field. So you don't have that if you're the, well, no, team. but what they're saying is when they're up in the booth, the people who are reviewing it only have access to the TV angles like this at the same time we do. So like, um, you know, the realization that the, you know, the angles that showed that Lamar was probably over. And like, you know, a lot of people saw it and said, I saw it and said, I didn't, I didn't think in real time I was like, that's a first down. So I I don't even like wasn't paying close enough attention to even realize that they didn't call it a first down. I don't think, but um, I don't think those angles came out quick enough for them to say, Oh yeah, challenge that you would have to be like, somebody would have to been watching and just say, we got to challenge that right now. They didn't have time to review it. And what I'm saying is if the home team has access to camera angles where they can access that on demand right away and tell the sideline, hey, we got to look at we we have to we have to get the refs to look at that. It's bullshit that the road team wouldn't have access to that same system. If I, if I show up at your house and you and I have a race to see who can order something off of whatever fucking website faster, you're going to win every time because it's your house. You know, the Wi-Fi password, you know where everything is, you know, your address, you know what I mean? You know where the closest store that you're going to order from is. I don't have that luxury. That's that's why the home team has the advantage there. Well, but my point is this. My point is this. In that race, you're saying you're, in that race, you're both, saying, both, the race shouldn't begin until both both of us were both on the Wi-Fi. Yeah, but that's not reality. Like you, the the Chargers, <laughs> the Chargers come home and their you know Wi-Fi automatically connects, whereas you have to still go there and connect. 
it's not that the Chargers have access to things that the Ravens don't, or the home team has access to something. That's the way, the way it sounds. Doesn't. That's the way it sounded. Yeah, when because Harbaugh that's said it. Sa- that's sour grapes by Harbaugh. This is why. Well, can- is, is this is this like all right? For instance, right? All right, when when we if if like say if the Chargers was playing at MT Bank Stadium, right? If Alcala would have ran and got like a first down, and if the the Chargers feel as though they, I mean, it wasn't a, you know, what I mean, like it wasn't a first down or it was a first down. They trying to look before they throw the flag. You see what I'm saying? But knowing how the home field advantage is, they don't even show replays like that a lot. You see what I'm saying? So that's probably what Harbaugh was trying to say. Like they probably wasn't showing it on the jumbo, trying to give him a reason to throw the flag. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, so right, they're not in. It's a home. I mean, I feel what you're saying, though, Will. But at the end, at, at at the end of the day, that's going to take away from the home field advantage. You feel me? I don't think the yeah, home field advantage should extend to. to I mean, I don't. Uh, and and I hear what you're saying, but I think that the guys in the booth they're not watching the jumbotron. They have they're watching monitors. So I'm saying, if if one team has access to, oh yeah, right, 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 you right, you to right. replay angles, then both teams should have access to the same replay they, angles at the same, uh, you know, w- without any delay. It should be equal access to the same information. That's all. If you that, give... that, that is that information is it's not like you're getting you're getting access to like the other team's like signals or something. This is just the if if there is a camera that has an angle and it's going to be available to the referee to look at, it should be available to the teams to look at at the same time. Like there shouldn't be right. one team should have access to more information than the other. That's but all. But I'm saying that they they all have access to the same information. The Chargers know how to access it. Better. Okay, if that's because the case, that's fine. If, if that's the case, that's fine. It didn't sound that way to me, so I would like some well, why, clarification why would, on that. Why would Harbaugh say our guys don't know what they're doing? Like, they, he doesn't throw people on well, the bus. Well, well, all I'm saying is if that is the case, then that's bullshit. That's like the same thing where if the uh, if the radio, if the radio communi- communications go out for one team, they cut it off for the other team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's – what Harbaugh said is not true. What the fuck was that? Because the NFL doesn't give – um, you know, it doesn't give an advantage to the other team. Like that's just not that's not how it works. It was Harbaugh trying to explain away a stupid decision on his side. All right, I mean that's fine. Yeah, but, and, and if it is if it is the about... if it is the other thing though, and the home team somehow has access to camera angles quicker than the road team, then that's bullshit, and that shouldn't be that should not be the case. Well, and the thing too with Harbaugh is is like being the head coach, being the guy, being an elite head coach. Like you have to be able to make football decisions and you have to be able to make split second football decisions. And even just being like, you know, at the college level, you have headsets on the field, you have headsets up in the booth and you can communicate so quickly in between plays that like when they're seeing it, even if it's just on a screen, he's got to be able to make that decision or have people in the booth that understand football and can make that decision and say, Hey, you need to challenge that. He was, you know, he has crossed balls in his inside hand. He stepped for, he stepped across reach. He crossed it's, it's easy, easy challenge. Like and not have like a, a bunch of yes men up there, or if he's shooting them all down when they're telling him to make these challenges, like he just he's I think he's his own worst enemy sometimes. To be honest with, you. which is fair. And at the end of the day, it didn't cost us a game. Like I understand the frustration. I feel like every it time could've. somebody is, yeah, it could have. But again, like I don't know that Justin Herbert could have thrown for three hundred yards and four touchdown passes, but he didn't. So you know why? Like we're having these theoretical discussions on what could have happened. I feel like it's always with Harbaugh. It's 15 years of annoying shit that builds up and that people just look to explode in the moment on. And that we get these knee-jerk reactions of Harbaugh is the worst human being in the world because people are have been letting shit build up for 15 years. I mean, I'm again, like... A bad coach. 
No, he's not. And, you know, I saw a stat today, like Kyle Shanahan's one in 33 when trailing going into the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy that, you know, Ravens fans hype up as this fucking messiah of football that we should have had in Baltimore. Or, right. I mean, you can look You can look at Andy Reid. Andy Reid had decades in fucking um, Pittsburgh. Shanahan's just an offensive genius. Shanahan's a, a fucking retard. Let's let's be real here. No, he's a he's a he's an offensive fucking. He's not though. Like he he's not though. Away from he has Ayuk Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Everybody's like, oh, he makes Brock Purdy and an elite left tackle. Oh, he makes Brock Purdy look. He so hasn't great. always he's, had them though. I I I could play I could play fucking quarterback for the 49ers and look he, like an average has, quarterback. Dude, he hasn't always had all. And of Matt them. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, prime Devontae Freeman. Every team that he's been a part of has had elite offensive talent, and he gets his dick sucked. Like he's the greatest fucking coach of all time. He's not. He's only so good at blowing double-digit four quarters. There's been teams with equal, or, there's been teams with equal or better talent that haven't had the su- success that he has. So, like, what success you is gotta, he? You got to give him what a success. Flowers. What I success is he? He's off. He's offensively he offensive-minded. That's why. What he's, success? He's probably though, the top offensive. He's the top offensive-minded football. What success? Him or Andy Reid, the two of them. What success has Kyle Shanahan had? Successful offenses, scoring points, winning games. Like, have the Niners not? Been what games have they won for the past how many years? He's got a 500 record. He's got a 500 record as a coach, and they lost. They blew a double digit fourth quarter lead. To they Reed. went. They went. They I lost. just want to go lost. again. I just want to go. I don't want to go. I want to win. Fuck, well, that's going. the shit. But you still got to make it. Yeah, it. Hey, Grant, you sound like the Bengals right now. Yeah, like fucking. Yeah, give me my fucking <laughs> <special> <laughs> I've seen. I've seen two. I've seen two rings. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. We go. You want to go be near? I don't want to go just to go. I'm every time the Ravens go, I want to win that shit. Fuck all that. We went. Yeah, we went is is fucking lame. I don't want to go. I want to win. But getting there but, still means you're two. You're two. No, it doesn't. It just means you're the first. Means you're the first. Oh, okay, so second. Place I mean, I feel. I mean, it feel good. I'm not saying there, it's but... okay. I'm not saying it's okay to like have a consolation prize. I'm saying you still made the fucking Super Bowl. Like you but made you the lost. fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, you the problem is though that season. Grant that how many times this motherfucker got to make it before he actually does something? How many times is he gonna make it and hold on to a double digit fourth quarter lead? That would be great. I mean, because if he's this offensive guru, he should be able to get a first time. Hell, if you're the offensive coordinator for the Falcons and you get Julio Jones to get you into field goal territory, all you got to do is have Matt Ryan fall down three times and you still can't figure the fuck out how to do that. And you blow a 28 to three lead. Like this is the guy we're hyping up. It makes no sense. I, 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 it makes me. He's a, he's a good coach. He's not. Great, he's not. great offensive he's, coach. He's not. He's not. He's, he's the fucking Ryan Poles of coaches. I take <laughs> him <laughs> over Harbaugh any day of the week. Why? Any day of the week. Why? Any day of the week. He could You give being imagine him in our offense. Him running our offense. I mean, probably him as like, an offensive coordinator, but not as a head coach. Yeah. What Where he would have oversight of the offense. That's the thing of that's the thing good head coaches do is they have oversight over a side of the ball. Harbaugh doesn't have oversight over offense or defense. He has he's just a dude on the side. But again, you you look at a, a 15 year window of Andy Reid's career, he got run out of Philly because he couldn't win big games and then he finally got gifted a generational quarterback and all of a sudden he's a super bowl winning coach like i'm just saying I mean, he like, was winning with alex smith but he, he was wasn't. he was he winning was making the playoffs he was making the playoffs and losing he didn't they win were the 11 12 win teams yeah but, but, but game, okay yeah. but okay but hold on grant you shit on john harbaugh who has had 11 12 14 win teams and no and, i'm just saying that he did it with alex smith like andy andy reed wins doesn't really matter who he has at quarterback. Andy Reid wins. You, you, okay, Carol, you're, you're holding John Harbaugh to a completely different standard than everyone else. 
because he doesn't contribute to a side of the ball. That's what I'm saying. Andy Reid steps in, control has a say on the offense. He's got offensive coordinator, but it's his system. It's his oversight. If Andy Reid, okay, all right, but is that is that really da- is that really true though? Because that have defensive Eric Bieniemy's not there anymore. To? Eric Bieniemy's not there anymore, and the Kansas City offense doesn't look so great. He doesn't have any. I mean, for we can honestly say that he doesn't have any receivers. Okay, okay so why is that? At, why is that bail for Andy Reid, but not for John Harbaugh? Right. Uh, what do you mean? John, John Harbaugh coached John a team Harbaugh to fourteen wins. Coached a team to John fourteen wins had, with no no, no wide receivers. Yeah, and he had the, he had yeah, and he had Lamar Jackson, who's MVP that season, that quarterback, who made every single one of them receivers. Imagine, imagine if he would have had a set of Andy receivers. Andy Reid has Mahomes Patrick Mahomes. Players. They're still right. number one in their Travis division. Kelsey. They're yeah, he's got Travis yeah. Kelsey. But he's got no I mean, receivers. He's got Mahomes. I, like, I mean, you, you, like, we all said the same things about people like with Lamar. We, he didn't have any receivers. Now he's got receivers. Yeah, and that's I'm what saying, he's doing. I'm saying they are I'm still winning are, without receiver. You are giving Andy Reid a pass for not having wide receivers. But if you look at John but Harbaugh's winning. coaching tenure, so does John Harbaugh. So John Harbaugh won 14 games. But I'm saying, but I'm saying Andy Reid is contributing to the offensive side of the ball. I don't understand how. Yeah, you but the offense isn't doing well. The offense is not playing well. They're only winning because of the defense right now. Mm-hmm. Which Andy Reid has no part of. I wouldn't say that they're winning only because of the defense, but I, I, they're winning my, in my spite po- of the offense. My point is is that this is a grass is always greener thing, which is fine. Like I get where it's coming from. You've you've spent 15 years with the same guy and he's got the same flaws and he's never changed them. So like it's frustrating to watch them manifest themselves over and over again. What I cannot grasp for the life of me is why people want to make these lateral moves to these other flawed coaches. So, like, we have a flawed coach who, you know, doesn't take control of the game plan, like you said, has some clock management issues, has some, um, you know, finishing games off issues. And then what you want to do is go to a coach like Kyle Shanahan, who has finishing games off issues and doesn't have anything to do with the defense, or Andy Reid, who has clock management issues for, you know, a whole fucking decade, and, you know, blew Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook and all these fucking elite talents while he was with Philly. And then he gets gifted Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and all of a sudden you win Super Bowls. But I'm saying, like, this is it, it makes no sense. I, I, I can't follow the logic of wanting to make a lateral move from John Harbaugh. Like, if you want to tell me that there's some 23 year old offensive coordinator who you think is going to revolutionize football, and that's who you want to replace John Harbaugh with, I'm all ears. Or if you think Mike McDonald's the guy because he's revolutionizing defense, and you think that that's the right move for the team going forward, and you think, you know, Mike McDonald can out can you know outsource offense to the right guy, then by all means do that. I'm I'm all ears for that. But it's the whole idea that I want to move from one flawed head coach who we've had 15 years of success with to another flawed head coach because like I don't like Harbaugh anymore. I can't I can't follow. That's the logic I can't follow. Basically, the only you're also you're taking you're taking all that and you're twisting everything around to the fact that. I said that I would rather have Shanahan than Harbaugh, which I would. That's not saying I want that to be a move. I want Shanahan to come in. No. But Shanahan's the same guy. Has to, our, no, he's not. Our, our our next head coach has to be an offensive-minded guy that comes in that's young. You just signed Lamar to a long-term deal. He's on the first year of his deal this year. The next move, if Harbaugh doesn't get it done, is bringing in a young, offensive, innovative guy that no. is going to be able to contribute and, and oversee Munkin on that side of the offense. Let that offense grow. You got McDonald on the defensive side of the ball, and you win football games. Okay, uh, listen, if, 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 if John Harbaugh is gone, uh, Mike McDonald is either gone or he's the head coach. Those are the two options. We're not keep, I, there, I would, there, there's no world where Mike McDonald stays here without John Harbaugh, unless it's to become the head coach. 
That I that I probably I don't think he's that tied to him. He's we loaned loaned him to his brother at Michigan so that he could learn how to call plays so he'd come back and be our defensive coordinator. He's very tied to the Harbaugh family. Yeah. That is a massive nepotism hire. There was a big time. He's I'm saying I'm saying it doesn't mean he's gone if Harbaugh's gone. Like that's that's, yes, it does because he's going to have offers to be a this offseason. I think I think Will misrepresented what he was trying to say. Will is saying that if Harbaugh is out the door and Mike McDonald is not the head coaching replacement, he would go take a head coaching job somewhere else right. because he no longer has ties to Baltimore. Exactly. The well, if, the whole thing's coming, if the whole thing's coming full circle, I am 100% on board with Harbaugh being gone after the season. The only way he's uh, the only way I wouldn't be is if he wins the Super Bowl. I'm not okay with it if it means Mike McDonald is going somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, if you think that it's McDonald has head coach fixes problems, why not? I'm okay with giving that a shot. I just don't want to. I, I don't think that. I think that we've had Harbaugh here for so long that you're that everybody is so sick of his flaws that he doesn't change that they get like multiplied 600 times over and people act irrationally towards. Well, them. he's he's comfortable. He's got the safest job in but football. He, he should he should be comfortable. He's one of the best coaches in football. Well, Mike Mike Tomlin has is is the same guy. He is he is he's probably in the exact Bill, same. Bill Belichick. Hello. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, my understanding is Bill Belichick is maybe not in such a safe situation at this point, but yeah, the yeah. Patriots fans call it for. But also, head, Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh have never had teams this fucking bad, and the only reason that the Patriots are as bad as they are is because Bill Belichick put them there with his personality. I am, I am telling you this as somebody who lives here. The Patriots could win three hundred straight football games, win the Super Bowl every year. And then lose one game, and somebody would be calling for Bill Belichick's job. Like this is just the fan base that he deals. Doesn't with. seem it's like he wants to be there to me. It doesn't seem like Bill Belichick's happy doing anything, but he's been the same way since you know yeah. 2000. It's not like a new. It would be very funny if he went to Washington. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine he leaves, um, and I can't imagine Kraft tells him to go because the thing. And to if any team were to hire him, he has to be your GM. There's no shot he's he's taking a demotion to go somewhere else. So. You're going to run into the same problems with whatever team he goes to is that he's going to get rid of all your high priced diva talent because he doesn't know how to deal with them. And he's going to draft like shit and he's going to draft D2 kids that have crazy taper and tangibles. He's going to run your fucking team into the ground if he doesn't have an all world quarterback. Yeah. I think that Bill Belichick, I mean, he's he's not a young guy. I think I think the, that his time is may, maybe passed. Not that he's a bad coach, but because he will want. And will get the you know the role of being the coach and the GM. He has proven himself to be inept at, in that role, and um, that's not how the the NFL works anymore. With uh, you know unloading all your high price guys, he doesn't have Tom Brady in the building to sort of uh, you know to to keep the Tom, Tom Brady line. made Tom Brady made half of the you know half of the game something Bill Belichick didn't have to touch. Right, exactly. So like. None of those things are true anymore. So I think, you know, if Bill Belichick has any sense, I think it would be in his best interest to just kind of, you know, step away. He's a cocky, arrogant prick. And I promise you that he wants to draft a quarterback in the first round, win with them and say, fuck you, Tom. Brady. But he won't win with them. We we already know this. He he he, he got lucky drafting Brady in the sixth round. Yeah, you got, got a gift. I right. mean. Just happened to be the right guy in the right spot. To tie this back to Harbaugh, though, I feel like, you know, when you have the same guy making the same mistakes over and over again, 
it's understandable that when it's your team, you want that guy gone. But when you're on the outside looking in, it's really not all that bad in Baltimore. No, it's I guess not. Is, is really what it boils down to. We compete for the division every single year. We're a playoff team every single year. Um, and, you know, if as long as we stay healthy, we are a contender for the AFC championship game for the Super Bowl every single year, period. And that has really been the case almost every year that Harbaugh's been here. It's been a few down years, which is to be expected over a 15-year period. I think we're in year 15, 16 with him. So, I mean, I get that people, it's like stale. It's a stale taste in people's mouth at this point. They're like, oh, yeah, well, it's been 10 years. Uh, there's a lot of teams who have never won a Super Bowl ever. There's a lot of teams who haven't been in the Super Bowl in the last 10 years, in the last 15 years. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of uh, like a spoiled brat thing too it's like uh, and, and i mean obviously i want to go to the super bowl every year too but it's it, it's unrealistic to expect that that is like the the standard it's not if it's you, not the standard anywhere in 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 new england it became the standard which is artificial we just went over all the reasons why and the expectations up there that that like that's the standard they're holding the team to now without tom brady is stupid so I don't know. I just think it's like it's unrealistic. It's the it's the same kind of mentality as people who think that the Ravens are going to or should sign every fucking free agent, trade for every single guy, uh, you know, uh, draft. You know, somehow. I mean, there's no there's nothing wrong with thinking that there needs to be more expectations. Like if you look at the rosters that he's had, we should have won more Super Bowls than we have. Yeah, you can call it spoiled Brad all you want, but if there's somebody that contributes more to one side of the ball or the other, like I've been saying, those close losses or those divisional round losses that we should win the 2019s where we get smoked at home by the time like those games don't happen the way they do i feel like it's a bunch of woulda coulda should as i fucking get it but he doesn't contribute anything he doesn't contribute to either side of the ball you can't tell me he does because there's no adjustments are taken over that's been kind of 2019 okay we lost because we dropped eight passes are you and, telling and, me that and an Greg Roman line... abandoned and Greg Roman abandoned and, the run and after Greg the first Roman? So you have so you have a head coach that steps in and says, "Run the fucking football." Okay, so they're like not who? Kyle Shanahan, like Kyle Shanahan, who who uh, was the offensive coordinator in a game where his team was. I'm up not talking about Kyle Shanahan right now. I'm talking well, about the, any but, head coach that comes in next I, is going to be a guy that's got to take over control. If we're not doing something that he knows that needs to be done, fucking have the balls and say it. Kyle Shanahan did that as the offensive coordinator, then became the head coach and did the same fucking thing. In, in it doesn't San stop physical mistakes either, which is typically why we lose games. We make physical and uh, physical errors that we make stupid errors, runs. which is like a John Harbaugh thing. or John Harbaugh or an offensive minded head coach or fucking Jesus Christ is not making Mark Andrews not tip that first pass and turn it into an interception. Right. That's just not that. that that's you can't. You can look at John Harbaugh's entire tenure and say that there are a lot of games that we lost that we should have won, and I'm not happy with that, and that's fine. I agree with you. But if you want to look at it by a game, you have to look at it by a game-by-game basis. And, like, there's no head coach that's fixing that 2019 home divisional game. I'm just throwing that out there as a general of a game that if you have a more prepared coach that goes in with that roster we had, yeah, we didn't have receivers, but Lamar was on a tear. Lamar was unstoppable that season. Right. Okay. So then you look at the year that we lost to the Bills, right? We beat the Titans. We get that playoff monkey off Lamar's back. That's great and all. Okay. Well, he got and hurt then, in the third quarter. I think right. Exactly. Third so, so, but is, is, is that Harbaugh's fault? Because that's another game that we should have no, won. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't mention that game, but that's, that's not his fault. Okay. <laughs> um, that Chargers game where for whatever reason we had, um, 
Fucking Marty Morningweg still was employed for God knows what fucking reason. Absolute moron running, uh, you know, the most vanilla offense of all time and, you know, called the exact same plays against the Chargers that he did like three weeks before that on Christmas. I mean, is is that fixed under another coach? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Marty Morningweg was still going to be calling plays for you. You're still going to get your fucking doors blown off because you ran a vanilla offense because for whatever fucking reason you drafted Lamar Jackson and you only – you know, wrote up a playbook for Joe Flacco. Like that's, that's not, you know, that's, that's step not a ball. That's on your fucking step in. Oh, okay. So, so somebody steps in, maybe we win that game. Fine. Like I, I'm looking at this by like a, a game by game basis that we've lost. Um, you know, before that it was 2014. We lost that divisional game where we blew two 14 point leads to the Patriots. Like, is that John Harbaugh's fault that we couldn't figure out the fucking tackle eligible plays or that we had grocery baggers playing corner that game? Because Jimmy Smith and whoever the fuck else got hurt, and we were getting fucking torched by Brandon LaFell. Like, it, 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 if if you look at the overall body of work, I get where you're coming from. That John Harbaugh has come up short too many times with talented rosters. But then when you look at the actual games that he lost, like, you know, is it his fault that Lee Evans dropped that ball in the corner of the end zone? He put them in a position to win that game as the coach, and then you know, you fucking dickwad that you, you know, acquired specifically to catch corner of the end zone fades drops it. Like, I can't really blame him for that. And it's not. But he didn't put him in that situation. You can't give him credit for contributing to the offense to drive down the field. Well, then you can't. That's what I'm telling you. My biggest argument with our ball is is he doesn't contribute to either side of the ball. So we will never know if we would win those close games or if if we would have won those playoff games that you're talking about. Like, but he, we don't know because he doesn't do anything to make either side better. So if he doesn't contribute, then you can't blame him for not going the right way. So he's just a dude that stands on the sidelines and looks stupid. Yeah. Has a stupid look on his face whenever things start collapsing. Lee, so why pay him? Why is he head coach then? I, I'm just I'm just saying that you can't have the mindset of blaming him when everything goes wrong, but he gets no credit when it goes right. It can't, it's got to go both ways. Is my point. I think it's my either, blame for him is how bad he is as an in game management, in game manager, and clock manager, and just like just anything that involves a close play looking just, for a challenge, just, like just being just a head coach basically. I would say it's his staffing. If we're getting to that, you know, granular granular level of it's the people that he trusts to call plays that are more the issue. Um, that he, you know, puts faith in the Greg Romans and Mark Trustman and Marty Morningwigs of the world and thinks that they're, you know, competent, capable coaches. Every once in a while he hits on uh, Gary Kubiak or uh, Mike McDonald's kind of guy. I mean, even Wink had his run of being a, you know, good defensive coordinator. But I, I do think that Harbaugh has some deficiencies staffing wise. He doesn't know how to balance himself out well. Uh, I think you're right. He probably does surround himself with yes men. And maybe he needs a more, you know, powerful dissenting voice to kind of, you know, butt heads with them every once in a while. That's fine. I can well, we've live heard with a that. Million, we've heard a million stories from players and ex-players and that he doesn't like the word no. And he doesn't like people to go against what he has to say or what he wants to do. Who so, have we, I mean, who you can't, have we heard you, that you can't from be though? a coach like that. Who have we heard that from, though? The loudest. I'm saying that we've, we've heard hints of it from, like, Ed Reed every once I in mean, a while. I mean, him and Ed Reed had beef. Yeah, I mean, Pollard, yeah, I, I would, Pollard I would was right that, about a lot of things. But this you is can like hate him all Derek. you want, but he was right about a lot of things. Pollard um, was mad. The stuff Pollard was mad when he got cut because we cut him after the point where he felt like he couldn't get a job anymore. But he really wasn't that good. And again, I could play strong safety next to Ed Reed and look good. 
Ed Reed and John Harbaugh butting heads is because Ed Reed is and then fucking Daniel Brown, smarter than anybody. Daniel Brown, all the shit that he came out and said about yeah, Harbaugh. Daniel Brown, a, 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 a fucking practice squad tight end. But I'm just saying, it's not just like it's not one person saying something. Like you're yeah, hearing, but it's all bro, like you're hearing things about the guy that like it's the smartest he football mind like of all anybody time. going against him. It's the smartest football mind of all time in Ed Reed, who I feel like would have a problem with every coach that he played with because he's probably smarter than them. And it's a bunch of fucking losers. Yeah. I mean, Bernard, uh, Bernard Paul is a loser. Daniel Brown's a loser. Daniel Brown, the, like, that's his 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 currency, his relevance is to to tell, you know, stories. And, and like, who who gives a shit if John Harbaugh was mean to him? He was a fucking nobody. Yeah, but you don't want somebody being a dickhead. Like, I mean, it's not like you're sitting there and you're trying to, like, earn your keep. I get earning respect and shit like that. But, like. Just to be corny, like as a head coach, like I just not, in my opinion, that's not how a head coach should be. Like you can fuck yeah, around but then with if somebody, he was, but, but then if he was nice about it, like, but then if if he was nice to everybody and was like this super like happy, positive guy, smiling, time, you fucking kill him. I'd kill him too. Well, like, I'm not saying be like not like have a Care Bear up his ass, but like you know, at the same time, it's just I'm like, saying I take, dude, but I take the dickhead don't be a dickhead. I take the dickhead over a Care Bear up his ass any day yeah. of the week. Same. I mean, why didn't Rex Ryan work? Because he was this goofy, foot-loving freak who wanted to eat snacks all the time. Like there, there's, there's levels to this. So if, you know, you got to pick one side or the other. So that that got derailed. And he's not a, he's not a, he's not a hardball fan either. Well, yeah, because he, um, you know, left and then couldn't come back because he sucked as a coach. Also, didn't he um, hire Greg Roman? Yeah, because Greg Roman was his offensive coordinator in um, Buffalo for a while. So huh? that's probably Harbaugh's fault, wasn't? Wasn't Greg Roman? Oh yeah, with Tyrod. Offensive? Yeah, with Tyrod. So he's probably all bent out of shape. That you know, John Harbaugh took his offensive coordinator and made him look decent for a couple of years, but that went off the rails a lot faster than I expected. Um, this is probably why we need Jake on most of these episodes to uh, you know rein us in. Where did we even get on this tangent? What what fucking pushed us down this road? Oh, we're we were just talking about talking, about we, the... we was talking about Sunday, and then you know we was the talking about the challenges and all the calls and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a. F- I, I I get the frustration from Sunday on the two challenges. Um, I don't get the frustration on the Zay thing. We actually talked about that on PSF Grant before you got on. That I thought that that was. Uh, I think the original take was that it's the right football move to go down and run out the clock and just you know play that conservatively. But people have now morphed that into like being mad at a rookie for scoring, like you said, which is kind of fucking weird to me. Like I, I wish it was a pass, not a run. That would have helped a lot of my parlays hit. Um, that would have hit the, you know, five receptions and 50 plus yards receiving, but it is what it is. I think that we have a very weird fan base. Again, these are the same people who, um, you know, crush Harbaugh and crush EDC. And then all of a sudden sing their praises the next week when things go right. It's like they read one comment online and they like build their whole personality around it, which is odd to me. Yeah. Grant, do you agree with this statement? The Ravens went, to uh the west coast and won a primetime road game against a team that was expected to be a uh playoff contender if not a super bowl contender and even though their record doesn't reflect it they can still win games did did the ravens yeah, do I that mean, I, yeah i mean i think the, i was i mean it, regardless of whether the win was ugly or not like we talked about before wins a win it was a win in a great situation. Like you right. said, cross country. Going into the bye. Um, 
going into the bye. Like you got to win before you go into the bye. Most people say you got to win out of the bye. You got to win before going into the bye. It's just and like uh, it's just important. like it's just like um, scoring at halftime. Getting exactly, the ball back exactly right. It's, that's what so, I was gonna say. It's like yeah, it's like having the ball. You 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 got the kickoff, or you know you have the ball last, and you're gonna get the ball back after halftime. You you run a you know a perfect uh possession where you either get three or a touchdown or whatever, and then you go into halftime, come out, get the ball again, and go score again. That's what. And, it is. and I don't want to. And I don't want to like you know it's the Chargers and everything. They they're a very up and down team, but their defense played pretty fucking good against us. Right. And it I was. Thought, I thought that they they did everything they could to win that game, but they're I mean and they're another team that their head coach is their worst enemy. No, they're yeah for sure. Well, both. It's 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 a mixture of Herbert and Staley are just who runs that team into the ground. I, I don't I do not get the Herbert hype. Um, we talked about this again on PSF. I, I don't get why people will put him as a top five quarterback. I'm not yeah. even comfortable putting him in the top ten for the most part. I think he's got great arm talent, but he's not a top quarterback. So I, I said that he's a guy that John Elway would have drooled over. He's six foot five, white guy, cannon arm that can move around a little bit. And, you know, on paper, he looks like a guy that should be just a fucking, you know, he, he's, if you like did a, you know, dream quarterback build, like that would be Justin Herbert and all his talents, but it just doesn't translate on the field when it counts. When it's ugly, he can run up the score very well, or when they're losing, he can pad his stats at the end. But when it's a one score game, he just never seems to, you know, figure it out and put together that game winning drive. And it's, it's a combination of just, stupid throws like trusting himself too much thinking that he can do too much he's got like that um you know that brett Favre, jay cutler mentality of like yeah that yeah keenan allen's triple covered but let me fucking let me exactly let me toss him in there like. and i don't know if it's cockiness or stupidity. yeah i was i said that on psf i was like the best comp that i can think of is that he's a little bit more polished of a jay cutler yeah, I mean, and, and Mike McDonald called a hell of a fucking game. Like I said, D- Kyle Hamilton is just in a – he's in a fucking zone. And, you know, Roquan's in a zone. Mads is in a zone. Clowney's in a zone. Gino's in a zone. Brandon Stevens is – like, when you got all these guys you missed, in the you fucking zone. Huh? Patrick Queen, Queen in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when you got, like, these guys are just balling out like they're Kyle balling Van out. And they're playing such – Van Noy, he's fucking balling out. Like you got all these guys that are just they're they're playing well together too, and they're winning their matchups. They're winning their one on ones, and that's why we're getting so much pressure from these four man rushes with Van Noy, Clowney. Is if you watch Clowney, Clowney was so dominant in that game, and he was just winning one on one after one on one after one on one, wide nine, just just coming. And like the thing is, is you know that's exactly what we've been missing. I think the last two seasons in particular, Justin Houston, he did he did great. You know, I appreciate everything he did, and he had great seasons. But, like, you just can't have one guy that does that. You can't have one guy that gets 10 sacks. No, you got a guy that's got 10. You got a guy that's got nine. You got you know what I mean? Like, you got to spread it out and have it. But What that, do we have, that, 15? Uh, 15 guys with sacks this year? 15 yeah, guys with sacks yeah. this year? Yeah. Fucking- and, it, and, and, I mean, that Cobra Blitz that McDonald called on that third down or fourth down or whatever was fucking just – genius absolute genius and he dropped mads and uh was it washington that he dropped in coverage michael pierce it? Mike, it was michael pierce it was michael pierce fat fuck michael pierce Looking i mean not, like, like for for like like you want to talk about wheelbarrow and your nuts around you call a corner slot blitz and that in that down and distance in that situation you got a fucking sack on you well and then wink the the problem with wink is that he would do that on first and second down too 
Yeah, yeah. Not, it, would, yeah. it would work one time, and you would do it three. More, you would do it three more times after that, and be like, "Oh, well, why the yeah. fuck was nobody covering?" It's the bound to work would... one time. Yeah. <laughs> if I hit twenty five percent of the time, I'm winning. Yeah, sixty percent of the time, it works every time. That would that would be the uh, fucking Wink Martindale, you know, creed there. Um, I had a guy that I want. Oh, I mean, our pass rush has been so good this year that Patrick Queen had a free shot at Justin Herbert and went and tried to like free somebody else off their block so that they could go get a sack. Like that's how fucking, you know, that's I think like they were, I think he thought it was a stunt. I think he thought it was no, like he a, said, a, he, a stunt. He said on Twitter, he said on Twitter, I was trying to get my man a sack, leave me alone. Like he was literally, he's like, he's like, I've pressured the quarterback enough. I want somebody else to get one. So they take this like team approach to just somebody's got to kill the quarterback every play, which is great, which is what, which is what we need. And then if, you know, so Jabo's not coming back this year. Don't fucking say anything. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. But, like, even next year, if you take that same approach, it's going to make his life so much fucking easier. And you can almost start slotting in, I don't want to say, like, no names, but, you know, you can take a Kyle Van Noy, like a, a smart football player, a veteran guy who, you know, knows how to play football and slot him in and he's going to succeed because it's this, it's this team approach and it's all about winning your one-on-ones, like you said, rather than relying on one guy to do too much and we need to extend Clowney too um i don't know if we, we want to get we into have to have to I, I mean i think that's something that you get done now like over the bye week is extend him yeah so i i had a hot take last week that i think patrick queen gets extended over the bye um i'm just like reading tea leaves here i don't have any actual inside information but the way that they feature him on team media and you know he's kind of been like a face of the defense this year and, you know, from the team Twitter account and from like team controlled media and team controlled people are always hyping up Patrick Queen, which makes me think they want to keep him. Clowney has gotten that same treatment from the team and the fans love Clowney, too. I just don't know why you don't bring him back. And I can't imagine that he's going to be looking for some monster deal either. Uh, he's, he's you know, made his money. He's a little older. Like, I feel like he wants to win. And that's why he's having so much fun in Baltimore. So. You know, fucking cash in on that. You know, whether it's a uh, well, they're not they're not asking him to do too much. They're saying pin your ears back and go get the fucking quarterback. Yeah, they're asking him to do what you know Houston and Seattle and the Browns should have done years ago. Using a freak athlete like a freak athlete, what a wild concept! It, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy that you and I have been pounding the table for him for three fucking years for this exact reason. Minimum of where of where like all these fucking teams use him wrong. Like, can you imagine him in a system that uses him correctly and then? System uses him correctly, and he puts up a fucking. It's almost like we yet. know what we're talking about sometimes. Most of the time, um, right? Then and then and then remember, um, <clears throat> before the season, it was a talk like, yeah, the Ravens looking at Clowney, the Ravens looking at Kyle Van Noy, right? And then you have you you had the Twitter world fussing, man. I want Clowney. I want this, uh, um, Kyle Van Noy, and look, we got both of them, and both of them contributed. Like it's crazy that nobody nobody picked up. It's crazy that nobody went and got Vanoy after we took Clowney that, you know, again, like, so Vanoy would, was the best, you know, you want to call him an edge rusher or whatever, outside linebacker, whatever position, you know, group we want to give him. The fact that he was just sitting there as a free agent until week six and no NFL team wanted him. And then like, look at the impact he's Weird. making. It's fucking, it's fucking wild he's, to me. He's played what, six games? No. Seven. When did he? Six or seven. I can't remember if we got him week five or week six. He's got six sacks. So like his yeah, like I mean, he, the one game did he have, he had four the one game right or was it three uh, three 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 yeah but he has been exactly what you need out of a you know I don't want to call him like a veteran rotational guy but a guy that you brought in with 
low expectations. You know, you, you brought him in to almost be like a warm body because it, we, we signed him when a Jabo and Owe got hurt. Yeah. Um, it was that same, it was that same week. So I think it was that week three. Maybe but week four, in another, and another thing to hit on too, that we've talked about with both of them, that they both exceed at is setting an edge. And both of them have been locking down the outside run game. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, this, the, the way that they can this. set an edge, their length, their tackling ability. I mean, not only pass rushing, but they're exceeding in the run game too. Think about this. We let Campbell and, um, and Houston go. And we essentially and JPP and we've replaced them with Van Noy and Clowney and Van Noy and Clowney have combined for what? 13 and a half sacks or something like that. Or 14, which is more than, which is more than Campbell got in his Ravens career. Right. And and yeah. And I think Mads has 10 from the interior. Exactly. So like, um, I mean, Van Noy and Clowney could each easily get 10. And I don't yes. think Houston. He, I don't think Houston got ten at any point when he was here. He had nine and a half. Nine, nine and a half last year, yeah. and they were all like the first ten weeks of the season. And yeah, and, I mean, I'm not going to take away from that. I'm just saying, like, again, people people don't give EDC the credit he deserves. He 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 decided. Okay, these guys are 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 not what we need to, in terms of the cost and the and what we get back out of it. So he let them walk. He took his time. And then he brought in a couple guys who were upgrades and who were super cheap. I think between the two of those guys, he spent four and a half million bucks or something like that. Do you count Lamar Jackson as a free agent signing? Well, just the yeah. fact that he. Uh, no, yeah, I, I'm asking. I'm asking because I would say. I think so. I think so. Because especially since. I'll he, say yes. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he got yeah. Lamar to commit to stay here for five years is no different than going out and getting a, you know, a, a marquee free agent. So if you don't count Lamar and you count that as, you know, locking up your hometown guy, then pound for pound, Jadavian Clowney, or dollar for dollar, Jadavian Clowney is the best free agent signing of EDC's career. Like, by far. Like, nobody's even close. If you put Lamar in that mix, there's still a conversation because Clowney's so cheap, but it's not a long-term I, Yeah, so. I mean, in that context, I would say um, – you know, you can you can put that on EDC's resume as a, you know a huge win getting Lamar to sign that long is, term here. But yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. That is, I think the better. next I think the next move this offseason is is we need. I said it on Twitter, but we need to keep this defensive line together. So yes. what finding out how to resign Mads, but keeping Washington Mads, uh, Pierce, Clowney. Jones. Yes. Clowney, Van Noy, like finding a way to keep at least that core together. Van Noy is the Van Noy's the one who I could see. I think just... I think Mags might be gone though, because I was reading the report yeah, that he priced out. out. Yeah. So no, I don't I, know. I was if you saw was figure it out. Today. Figure it out. Figure it out. Well, so yeah. Schefter Schefter had him on his podcast and said the Ravens put a uh, like a full court press on him this offseason trying to get him to sign an extension. And it seemed timeline to why the lineup with the uh, Broderick Jones or Broderick Washington extension. Okay. Is that basically Mads turned him down and they signed Broderick uh, Washington. But, you know, Matt Abike said basically like I bet on myself and look how it's going. So that, that scares me a little yeah. bit. He pulled like a Joe Flacco type move. Like, yeah. And, himself, he, so. and but he, he hit. So I think you got to reward him for hitting. I'm, I, I'd be okay with, you know, I, I, I still think you give, you put the most, effort into or you go above and beyond the most for Matabike and then Patrick Queen is right there of a guy that you are basically willing to bend over backwards if he's willing to work with you on guaranteed money and cabinets you know if, if Queen is willing to work with you on contract structure then you give him the same energy that you give signing Matabike I think Matabike is uh you, you just got to give him his money 
And I think that that means moving on from Ronnie. I think that that's yeah. got to be your, you know, kind of your big dead weight. You can't really – people are making the argument to uh, get rid of Marcus Williams for Geno Stone. I, I don't see it. I don't know no. how that – Marcus Williams doesn't really have a contract you can move away from at this point. And Marcus Williams is well, playing He's still productive. Arm. He's still a great center field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and as we, we've seen – uh, League doesn't value safeties. Well, this and well, and this is a an, a defense that needs Which three crazy. three good safeties in it. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, here's okay. So here's something else I saw the other day talking about the Raiders releasing Marcus Peters. Would you say yes to him coming back? Yeah, I would. I mean, just for depth and for for vibes. Yeah, but remember he fought Harbaugh that one time on the sideline, so he's not welcome back. I like that though. That's again, that's the same as Ed Reed. Yeah, you know, I just, like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, I, I think we should bring. I think we should bring him back because I think that'd bring like a um. That's like, that's that's the Ndamukong Sue caliber signing that I want. Well, yeah. imagine yeah. the juice uh, he would bring yeah. back to the defense, like just like no problem. Right. Just, the energy, just the energy, but his right. energy, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And I think you know he was in Oakland and basically playing uh, every down. And if you can have him kind of rotate in, he's still a guy who can make big plays. It's just he gets exposed if he's out on the field. You know, imagine you use him like a defensive snaps. Matt- Imagine you use him like a later in his career, Ladarius Webb, where he plays more of that, you know, safety role. And he's like our third safety sometimes. Yeah. You just have him playing center field like ball right. hawk. Yeah. That would be fucking he could play. He could play like a low hole player, like a, like a short zone player. The only problem is he doesn't Let love tackling. Doesn't yeah, he doesn't I, don't tackle number, I don't know what number he'll get if he come back, though. Who gives yeah, a fuck? Take, I think you got to give him some crazy number. Like I was uh, thinking I about know. that the whole time. Like, if he come back, what number will we give him, though? Give him number one. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Double zero. Maybe that'll maybe that'll make Clowney change his number because I love no, the, I love twenty four. No, weird. I love no, I love that twenty four got him balling. You know out. he's not changing on that. He's gonna have, he's having a <laughs> no, career year. No. You got to no, keep not. it now. It looks so fucking weird that you just have to keep it. Like his it, biggest I, knock was he didn't get sacks, so and now he's going crazy. Yep, and no, we got him on a two year deal, his, right? Did we get him on a two year deal? One, because he's going to be expensive to resign. I just I don't know if he actually will be. I feel like he's a he's a guy that you can you know put sign it. He, he's made enough money that I think you can put you know bonuses in there, and he'd be okay with that. I think if you sign if if he resigns here, it's going to be on like a three year deal. That's like it's a fake three year deal, but it's going to be big. The signing bonus is going to be like ten million dollars or something like that. Yeah, it's a three year deal, but really it's a two, you know all his money's in the first two years and. You know, whether it's like it's what, a, 30, it's, 40 it's million dollars. It's a three year, $15 million deal, and he gets 10 million signing bonus and uh, two and, or, and, you know, 1.8 million uh, yeah, salary base every salary. Year. That's, I think that's the veteran minimum salary, right? Or for a tenured veteran. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, yeah, I that, that would be so he like makes, that. so he makes like 12 million bucks next year, but it's really a, a basically a one year deal with, with limited dead dead money on the the second two so now that we've spent some time here you know hyping up our gm's off season do we want to get into like some uh it's not really mid-season grades we have a later buy than usual which i think is kind of good for the ravens is that they get one of the latest possible buys but just i guess overall grades for every facet of the game so far like i would say front office wise this year i think you have to give you cna oh yeah and basically everything i I give him an a plus i give him an a plus he got yeah, our quarterback uh, back. He, he the defense is crazy. The additions we just went over, um, offense, 
a, a plus first round draft pick who who you know has been having a huge impact. Um, yeah, and and his, the the success of his drafting is showing itself now. The things that we questioned in the past, a lot of those questions have have been resolved. So I think yeah, EDC front office gets an A plus to this point in the season. Really, the only question you can have for him is left tackle and like why was he going to go spend big money or premium draft capital on a backup to Ronnie Stanley? Well, and he he signed Ronnie Stanley to that deal when Ronnie Stanley was arguably the best left tackle in football. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm saying more that the last, you know, since signing the deal, since getting hurt, Ronnie Stanley has proven to not be reliable. Yeah. And why why didn't you see pull the trigger this year is a valid question to ask, but then like realistically what was he going to do to address that? Right. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean it, it he was he was 25 million against the cap this year, no matter what. So, I mean, you have to play that guy. Have yeah. to. You, but, you I mean, cannot have 20, $25 million sitting on your bench. You can't do it. Even even the biggest EDC haters, that's the only thing they can really point at. And which is crazy. I mean, so like the, the you know, we, we criticize coaches a lot for their, their inability to adjust, right? EDC has addressed, he, he basically, I mean, not basically, he admitted openly in front of cameras that he's fucked up on wide receiver. And I think he's fixed that he did a great job addressing the wide receiver room. Um, He built a team that could withstand injuries. Like we beat the Bengals in week two with five or six starters hurt. So like he built a team that, that is, uh, you know, you get to, to January, you're going to have guys banged up. You're going to have, you're going to be missing someone that you, you wish you had. And he built a team that has the kind of depth, and that that thrives sort of in the rotation at a lot of positions where, you know, th- this team is built to win, even if we have guys hurt. Like we didn't even talk about how Isaiah likely last week, he did not play the same role that Mark Andrews does, but he had an impact. And they, they have, you know, basically like they can shift and Isaiah likely can have an impact on a game kind of the same way that Mark Andrews does. But the game plan is a lot different. So, um, yeah, I just think front office EDC A plus. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Any any dissenting opinions there, Grant? No, no, I think he killed yeah. it. And you know, like Will said, you know, with the injuries, like we're standing in the injuries. He also brought back the guy. The main reason we won that game. You can have all those guys healthy, and if that one guy, Lamar, isn't healthy, I don't think we have the same chances to win that game. But he brought the key component to the entire team back this offseason yeah. as a key signing moving forward and. That those those types of things like having a guy like Lamar Jackson under center locked in have a major impact on the game for us to be able to win those types of games. Yeah, and and not only that, he went and got that guy weapon. Yeah. So he he got the guy, and then he said, "I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know stock your your arsenal." So yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I think yeah, I think it's unanimous, right? EDC gets an A plus. Well, we already know Trippy's gonna give him an A plus. That's just like a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's not damn even damn right. Yeah, EDC could like come to your house and punch you in the face. You'd be like, all right, I guess I'll take him down to an A. That would probably be like the worst thing that you would give him, <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. Um, so I, I guess I want to go offense in general. Um, and offense can be you know just like a net of all the players and Munkin. Because uh, I, I don't, I don't think we have the time to go through player by player. No, and, no, know, go this guy's A. Yeah. So overall, I'm going to give the offense a B. Um, they've shown flashes of being very good and that they can put up a consistent A performance. I mean, they did it from 
basically from when they came back from London until last week, the offense played, you know, basically an A showing every week, I would say. So, uh, but then, you know, they have had low points like last week, um, the Colts game. I mean, even the London game against the Titans, you know, the offense kind of sputtered out a lot. You know, there were, there were some, some rough showings from them in terms of not being able to consistently move the ball down the field. So I think a B is a fair grade for them. Yeah, I would, like even say a, I would even say a B-minus would be fair just because I think they have so much more room for growth. Uh, you know, it's not to say that I think that they're, they've performed poorly at all. They've scored a ton of points, um, and, and they're, they're capable of winning games where the defense, you know, isn't, isn't having their best night. But that being said... You need, need a little bit more out of them. Yeah, we, we have, we've seen maybe one complete performance from the offense, maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, I think probably two. Well, and the the two. So, I mean, I, I'm assuming you're talking about the Seahawks and the Lions. Yeah. And really, those are not the kind of complete performances I'm looking for because they were winning by so much, like they were playing with house money at the end. Yeah, it yeah. Didn't really ma- it didn't really it's just matter. That, that's a, that's an offense that was really firing all on all cylinders. I mean, you, we may have seen more from them, at, like, but like you said, they were out to such a lead that you that, that they took their they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna show you too much, but. I'd the, like to just see the fact uh, that they're able to do that, just to to consistently put up over thirty points. I love that. I just I think they could they could easily hang forty on almost any team. So yeah, Grant, I know that you're a little bit more critical of the offense than us. Are you B C? Where where are you? I'm on the B minus train. I think yeah. that yeah. they've done a lot of great things. I think the flashes and what we've seen is there. I think it's another coordinator, but the same problem we've had. For the past probably decade of we take our foot off team starts like yep. we'll control the ball we'll control the line of scrimmage we'll control an entire half quarter three quarters whatever but it's like we get complacent and i don't know if that's a hardball thing and he's pushing that down onto the coordinators hey let's control the clock more or whatever but i i think that there's a lot more room to grow monken impresses some games Majority of the games, I'd say he's he's been impressive, especially for a first year implementing a new offense. You know, he's got a little bit bigger of a leash. I think the potential is there, and I like what he's trying to do. But like I said, I think he needs to stretch the ball more vertical and use our weapons more to open up the underneath that he wants to do. And I think that that's the only thing that's given the B minus is essentially the situational play calling, the you know the down and distance play calling when we need to you know sustain a drive or you know, put a team away by if we get another touchdown before uh, that Everett touchdown when we had the ball. If we score on that drive, we put the game away. And, like, it's drives like that that we need to capitalize on and stop leaving teams the chance to come back on us. So I actually got a follow-up for you on that. You said that Munkin and Roman show a lot of the same tendencies. I disagree because I think I think that, all of them. All, we've had that problem with everybody. Well, so I since think Kubiak. That- I think that Roman's issue was that he did not have a second layer to his offense. And so it was once a team, you know, kind of stood in front of him and said, fuck you, you can't do this anymore. He like threw his hands up and panicked. I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I think the most frustrating part of Munkin is that he's shown that he can adjust and scheme differently and kind of beat any defense. But for some reason, he just doesn't do that on a week to week basis. So it's more that he doesn't consistently adjust, but that he's like, shown he has the ability to do it so why i'm like frustrated with him is that why the fuck can't you do this every game now why is it like you know five games in a row that you do it and then two games you don't you know what i mean I so i yeah so i i don't think it's the same it, it, it's it 
same end result as Roman, but it's almost like uh, Todd Munkin has potential to be an A. Greg Roman never had a, poten- a potential to move forward from where he was. Like his his first, you know, Greg Roman's first effort was the best he was going to give you. He was yeah. never going to um, improve on that. Whereas I think Munkin has the ability to be better than he is right now. Well, yeah, we we know that, obviously, I mean, we saw what he did at Georgia. Yeah. And like uh, Grant's, Grant's man crush, favorite player, George Pickens played in that offense and you know, George Pickens isn't exactly a guy who uh, is known for his, you know, underneath uh, short and intermediate route running. Right. He's a he's a downfield threat. So, uh, Grant, I'm surprised you didn't jump in on the uh, Steelers fans fucking crushing me on Twitter over my comments about George Pickens. I don't know if you saw I that. I didn't see it. Deontay Johnson apparently got into a fist fight with Mika Fitzpatrick and, you know, <laughs> some. some Something and I was just like I was like it, it was clearly George Pickens. I don't know why Adam Schefter is defending. Uh, well, him. I know what happened when Grant oh, saw that, the, when Drew saw the tweet. He quote tweeted it without opening the tweet. Basically, he like oh, saw someone yeah. else someone else quote tweeted it. So we only saw got in a fight with teammate and and yeah. and he thought that it was didn't like it. it was like a like a leading <laughs> uh, headline. He didn't realize yeah. that if you just actually clicked on the tweet, you would see that it said teammate Minka Fitzpatrick and identified the teammate and. But yeah. yeah, so Drew got into a fight with that Jesse girl again, and she was that, actually uh, she was hundred percent correct. And I still buried it. I still buried it. So she she at some point like she wrote back to me. She was just like, "Why are you going?" Because she defends Roethlisberger like to her last dying breath. Is like he's the most innocent man ever. Everybody hates him for no reason. It's and I was like, seven, "You're just seven like, for life or something." Yeah, I was like, "You're a trash scumbag human being." She's like, "Oh yeah, well you're a fat white guy," and I was like, "Well you can't tweet me anything that I haven't said to myself six inches from the mirror." So what the fuck are you trying to accomplish here? And she goes, "Wow, I'm sorry, that's deep." And I was just like, "Yeah, fuck you." And then she she just moved on. We're like, it is so funny. Even, even, it is funny to think about Drew standing in his bathroom, staring at himself in the mirror, saying, "You fat." Oh, I saw that boy. from a comic. I saw that from a comic. I saw I saw somebody. Um, I don't know some video I saw online of like guy being harassed by a uh, heckler, and that's what he said. She like called him a bitch, and he's just like, "You can't call me anything that I haven't called myself six inches from the mirror." So I was like, oh, "I'm gonna repurpose this." You gotta remake like that it. meme. You gotta remake that meme with like the cartoon, the guy like pointing the finger yeah, pointing in the mirror at himself, yeah. And, yeah. and have that quote under it. Yeah. No, and Will Will got called a male monkey by the um, and a ble- like, bleached and a bleached <laughs> demon. <laughs> a male monkey uh, killed me. Trippy, what are your thoughts on our offense? Oh, no, um, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna give him a C plus. Oh, interesting. So why uh, why low why lower than us? I mean, I wanted to go B minus, but it's just like I'm I'm gonna give them a C plus because like I want them to prove me wrong. Just like how I was saying, like the 30 points. I just want them to prove me wrong with, with these last five games coming up because like I make it easy to be an A plus, but we still got them hiccups. You feel me? Like Yeah, so I think uh, we're all on the same page. We have A plus potential that we haven't lived up to offensively. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of all about consistently giving an A plus effort on offense. Yeah, but I, I don't any all and to the listeners. I don't want y'all to be like, oh, trippy, wilding this and that. I mean, I like what the offense doing. I'm just giving them a C plus because I know we got the potential to be like an A plus offense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, got, yeah. you know, what you mean? like so, you like you like a lot of the stuff you've seen, but you want to see it every week not every other week or you want to see it for a whole 60 minutes not just one quarter exactly yeah that's no i I definitely agree so i would say we're all in agreement our our letter grades varied a little bit but at same 
kind of general tone to it. Um, and then defensively, I think if you give anything besides an A or A plus, I think you're wrong. Man, I'm, um, I'm giving an A plus. I ain't even got a comment on. I'm going with a an plus. A. I'm, I'm going with an A because the Browns game is the only reason I don't give an A plus. Yeah, I, they just scared me, and and you know, in the other two games too, the all three losses that we have, there were uh, defensive lapses that uh, you just can't so give other, a team. You can't give a team an A plus that that that, that, only, has, that has those three blemishes on their record. You can't do it. Two of the three blemishes, I will say, were gross low scoring games. And so, yeah, 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 no, no, I agree, up. but you can't give up that play. Like, yeah, pick, so, I mean, pick and play can't happen. We've been over it so many times. So, did and, you know? Mar- Marlowe even admits the technique, everything about it. He, he approached it wrong, and it, it's it. You know that that to I me that, s- that 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 holds me back from A to A plus is that really the Pickens play and the the Browns lost those two things just that, that can't happen. I had somebody tweet me today, so I posted, and it was like a real generic take about Ryan Stanley. It was like, I don't know why people think being concerned about him is a hot take, blah, blah, blah. And somebody responded to me with, like, Tucker and Marlon are washed, too. Like, where's that energy? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, yeah. So, yeah, I saw that tweet. (laughs) What I didn't realize is that Marlon has given up, has been credited for giving up 103 yards on 23 targets and one touchdown this year. That Pickens catch was 41 yards. That means right. 40% of everything that Marlon Humphrey has given up this year was on that one play, which is fucking wild to me. Like when he's healthy, he's that's that's all pro Marlon level. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that's like and I knew he he had been good when he was on the field. I didn't realize he had been that good. Yeah, the only reason he he isn't getting more attention is because he just hasn't. He's only yeah. played what? Oh, he doesn't deserve. Yeah, seven he's games. Not, he's or, not punching. Yeah. He's not punching the ball out like he was when he got all that attention. And he's doing he's doing all true. the things he's supposed to do. Yeah, and he's not getting the highlight recognition. But he's doing everything he's supposed to do, and he's locking down. He I'm is. He's lo- he is locked down. I get. I give them an A too, just because of those blemishes. And I agree, you can't really give them an A plus yet because of that. Now, I think those are things that are fixable and that we hundred percent learned and capitalized from. But those mistakes yeah. were major mistakes. But I think that's not. I think those things are going to get better moving forward, and they already have shown to get better moving forward. And I think Sunday and was on, a huge step in that direction. Unlike the offense, you're. You're not saying that the defense has room to improve. Like those things happen, so you can't get over them. Which is, I, I agree with that. Like that's that's the yeah. fair play on that. The offense has made mistakes that you're like, well, it's a first year coordinator, new offense. Like you can be better than this. Whereas the defense is like, you're second year established. You have added more talent. Like you can't be making those mistakes anymore. So no, like I, I, I talked about earlier, like all the people I named that were in the zone. I mean, when you have that many people in defense that are just dudes, like. And everybody's doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, really, if you think of our defense, like there isn't one guy on our defense this year that hasn't made a play that, you know, made fans go nuts. There is like, not one guy. Way. Okay. Here's the bigger thing to me. There's not one guy. When I see them on the field, I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, um, and I'm yeah. like, just I'm <laughs> like, holding I, my I breath. <laughs> every time, every goddamn time I saw 36 out there, I'm like, oh, here we go. The fucking tight end's going for 90 yards. And, or, or, I mean, and we've had revolving door of, of cornerbacks over the past couple of yeah. seasons. And like there were certain rotations. Like a like, fight walk. Yeah. Kavon Seymour. You know, fucking well, yeah. It's, well, and Seymour's Darryl still here. Wally. He's just on IR. But uh, who? No, he's, you know, yeah. but again, Robert Jackson. Like there were Robert Jackson. Millions. That's that. That's the one. Robert Jackson, man, 
And, and remember that 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 game against the Packers where they one had on him one, with one on one with Devontae yeah. Adams and Devontae Adams oh, they three both. fucking touchdowns on him. Yeah, they they remember Sharif Wright? He was sorry. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he sucked. Yeah, that dickhead. Um, you saw was the back of his jersey. Who was that old man we had to sign in 2020? Uh, 2020. Who did we sign? He, Tremont Williams. That's who it was. Yes. Uh, yeah. Another. Drug, he's 38 drug years drug. old. Legitimately, he's 38 years old. Now he's probably well, so. At the time, that was in 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's 40. At the time, uh, yeah. At the time, I was 40 years old. Right. Motherfucker, he, mother, motherfucker. Well, if he was 38 in 2020, dude, he's 40. He's my age. That's like Will playing CB2. Not great. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So we, we've yeah. been in cornerback hell because our guys get well. And so even much, but... even I would call you know Rocky Sin and Ronald Darby. They're they're not quite that caliber signing, but they're not you know world beater signings either, and they've worked out well. That's no. The, I, but, again, Ronald, I think that, I think Ronald Darby's been playing great this year. And Rocky yeah. Sin. The only the only reason Rocky Sin hasn't been like. Uh, I think we we don't get super excited. He doesn't get as many reps as he as he could. It's because Stevens. he well, and because Rocky Sin plays crazy physical defense, and it's just getting more and more like you can't do it. They throw, flags, they throw flags on everything, but that guy that guy is very physical, and I love that. Yeah, I, I think that if Brendan Stevens had not come on the way that he has, I think you would have seen a lot more Rocky Sin this year. Yeah, well, and he came into the a- season hurt too, so that didn't help. So. But that's a it's a good thing too that you're not seeing a lot of Rocky Sin because a young guy that you had and has you've developed has kind right. of taken that role. Yep. So good for Rocky Sin or good yeah. for Brandon Stevens too. But yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah, honestly, that, that's that's I think a huge thing though that we don't have any one player that when I see their number in any in whatever personnel set we have out there, I, I'm not I'm not holding my breath. I'm not worried about it. I'm not like fucking cursing before the play starts. So that's a that, that's a huge change because we've had a lot of those guys over the past couple of years. All right. And then head coach John Harbaugh, this is going to ruffle Grant's feathers specifically. I'm going to give him a B plus because that's an average between a B and an A for me. Um, and they are going I'm, into the buy as the one seed. They're going into the buy as the one seed. We're, we're, we they, are in a position to potentially injuries. run away with the division if we, if we you know, if we. They, they've withstood injuries. They've beat Pittsburgh. They've gotten new guys acclimated quickly and turned them into regular contributors. Um, John Harbaugh is not without his flaws, but I think the only fair way to grade him is an average between the offense and the defense. Grant, thoughts? I'd give him a C plus. I think we're in a good position. <laughs> we're in a one seed, but I'd, I'd hit the in-game management stuff and just the uh, it just it irks me. It, I can't give him. I can't give him a B or higher grade because of his inability in games. How many games has he cost us with his inability? I mean, I'd have to go back and really like analyze every single so game we've lost, situation. We've, but lost I mean, three, but we've lost three games. Are you saying all three of them are on his inability in game? I'm not questioning your take. I'm just saying. I don't that. think, I think we, I think we win at least one to two of those three without him. Okay. So, so you think that he's uh and then how many games do you think that of the nine wins that we have, did he play a big factor in? I don't think any. I don't I don't think that he necessarily has an impact on offense or defense, so I can't credit him for any losses or wins. But you just did. Yeah. No, I, I get where Grant's – I actually understand Grant's point here, is that he's saying that Harbaugh's decision-making and not being able to step in and maybe stop the bleeding in the Colts game or stop the bleeding in the Browns game 
And if you put somebody else, just anybody else, like a random replacement level coach in there, maybe they do. And so he's saying that one, one win is fair. So I, I, again, I would say that the defense or I would say the offense has cost us a game at, or two with, you know, just shit yeah. that's gone wrong. Just not putting points on the board. Yeah. And so that's, you know, and I, I would say the offense has cost us two games of not putting points on the board with the Colts and the Steelers. And so you're putting Harbaugh responsible for one of those. So, yeah, I mean, if, uh, honestly, like B plus, you're, you're, you don't give him the same high letter grade as me because you don't want to give him the same praise as me. That's fine. I get it. But we're, we're on the same no, I think I think that if he could contribute to either side of the ball, I'd give him an A. But the fact that I don't think he does, I can't credit him for wins or losses. Is it a credit to him that he knows he can't so he doesn't try? Like what if I don't think as like, a head coach you can say that you can't. There's always a situation that you need to step in on every game. And there's a there's knowing situation. yourself though and knowing your skill set. So I, I don't know. I don't want What's him calling offensive set? plays. But I'm saying I, I don't want him calling offensive plays. I don't think that that. No, would he doesn't well. have to call offensive plays, but he can deviate from what's going on. Like, hey, run the fucking football, or hey, stretch the ball down the field. I don't. Or, I mean, or, I don't. Hey. I don't disagree with that. I, I, I don't. You got to be able to. I just step don't. In. I just don't know that he doesn't do that. And you know, and Mark is I don't like, know, fuck I don't me, know buddy. If, if you guys can hear, if you guys can hear the dog behind me, yes, he's I like, can. He, he's like loves. moaning in my fucking mm-hmm. ear. Um, so. I'm gonna give Harbaugh a B minus for the same reason I gave the offense a B minus, and that is, uh, I mean, the team is in first place. They they were in a a commanding position in the division. We are in first in the in the conference, and you know we may or may not come out with that that first seed because number one we're going into a bye, so you know we have three teams right behind us. Any of them could end up overtaking us just because. Uh, of tiebreakers and a lot of shit this week. And then we have a pretty tough schedule. So um, who knows what happens here, but going into the bye with number one seed and number one in the division. And uh, I think our, our point differential right now is like third in the league. And we're all within like more three, good than bad. three points of each other. Yeah. But, but that being said, the three, the three losses are all lo- losses in games. We were leading by, you know, double digits or whatever. And you have to accountability has to start with coaching on that. So um, I'm not saying John Harbaugh necessarily directly is responsible for any of those losses, but you know, ultimately you're responsible for whatever happens in your building. If you're the head coach. So uh, those, those three losses that should not have happened, I have to, to take away from him, but otherwise you're in the position you want to be in going into the bye. I I don't know how you can ask for a better situation. Um, other than being sure. undefeated, which which is is on the table, if not for some implosions. Yep. And Trippy, Trippy, what do you think? What are you grading yeah. Harbaugh for? I, um, I mean, yeah, I give him a B minus. Also, still some little things I feel like he could step in, step in on. Oh yeah, and but, to finish my thought, sorry. The reason the B minus, he can improve. He can improve greatly, and I think that Trippy was about to kind of say that. Yeah, 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 because he can definitely improve on certain decision calls because I mean one thing I always I mean one thing I can't stand about Harbaugh and it's just my just me like <clears throat> like bro you like you 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 challenge dumbass plays sometimes like plays that's unnecessary but like the plays that should be challenged you know you know what I mean but like I said we got this five game stretch coming along yeah we got this vibe we probably gonna lose the number one seed but hey we got the Jaguars Definitely coming up soon. We still got to pay the Steelers. 
the Dolphins, and I think it's another team. No, man, fan. 49ers. 49ers. Skull fuck Kyle Shannon. Yeah, I ain't no, worried no, about bro. them though. I'm, I'm just talking about the AFC team. So like we have, I think them three yeah. teams is definitely in the we have in the Rams, Dolphins, Rams, now. Dolphins, uh 49ers, yeah, Steelers, and what's the fifth one? See, and we play the Dolphins and the Steelers. Matter of fact, I think the yeah. Oh, Jaguars, Jags. Yeah, yeah Jags. We play the Jag yeah. we play the Jaguars after the Rams. So they definitely some, you know what I mean? They, so we win them games. See, see the fucked up part. See, but I'm so mad about. Yeah, we nine and three, but them three losses is conference losses. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, and, and like fuck fucking and avoidable too. Right. So I mean, but us. I mean, week five. I mean, I, I keep saying week five. We got five games left, man. We stay healthy. We can go in this run. But it's just some certain things we just gotta. Make some adjustments to you feel me? Then we'll be good. Agreed. Are we going to do a song choice this week? I don't think it really matters. Did you, sp- did you skip? Did you skip special teams on purpose? Oh yeah, yeah well, it's, no. an it's an F. It's an F. It's an F. Everybody knows. Yeah, that. I ain't gonna lie. I definitely got to get a special teams. <laughs> if I could give it a zero, I would. But we're doing letters here, right? Yeah. And any yeah. Ravens player listening to this, I hope y'all. <laughs> I hope y'all let Chris hear this, Coach Randy. Oh y'all, we giving y'all an F. Clip, clip this, clip this, and and show it to him. Chris Harden, go the fuck home, suck at your job, pussy. Right. Aggressive, 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 but fair, warranted. The fact that he's got the greatest kicker of all time, he's got Devin Duvernay, who is like built to be a kick returner. Um, you know, Jordan Stout has, despite Grant's, um, you know, protesting to his pick, has been a very good punter this year. Yep, and just he, stepped, he heard, he heard me. Yeah. He did. He heard. Yeah, the he, he might listen to this, and he, he Bro, said, did you, "Did you not oh, hear that, his quote? He, did you he not said, hear his quote? He well, he. I think I think he used to like Grant when he, they both had long hair, and then Grant cut his hair, and he was like, <laughs> what a fucking bitch! I'm gonna pump this shit out of this ball this year.' That's what he said. He said that washed up bitch who used to have whole, old, you know, long hair and playing men's leagues just hates on me all the time, and then cut his hair. So I'd, block his, I'd block his punt. I'd block his punt. <laughs> he probably would with Horton, you know, fucking <laughs> yeah, right. the line. Or Ben Cle- you could definitely beat Ben Cleveland off the line. I, I have no thousand percent. I mean, that's why that Tucker kick got blocked. Is Ben Cleveland was like, "Oh, I'm going to let this guy go right in front of the kick rather than fucking force him outside." So yeah, such teams enough. Chris Horton, go home. Like I, you're done. You yep. Pay him, pay him the rest of his contract, and just tell him to fucking sit on his couch and leave his fuck alone. I say we go no song choice this week because like there's no game, and typically we like to have a theme with our songs. Yeah, unless we want to, we want to do a song choice that would that would be the uh, the, the sound consensus. going into the game. Well, I think we're going to do another episode for the Rams, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it yeah. then. Yeah. So I don't think we have. Um... I feel like there. Uh, uh, I think Max is going to be out of town. So uh, the next the next episode people here could be could be pretty rough. There's not going to be, be much editing on it. Uh, edited by Will because we'll see. He's the only one capable of doing this. Up, uploaded remotely. by Will. Uploaded by Will, and any edits are going to be. I, I have no technological capabilities. No edits. I doubt it's going to be. It's just going to be raw. Raw. Raw dog. Just don't. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah. 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 We're gonna have to make. make uh, we're gonna tell Jake the wrong time for the podcast next week because we don't want him to uh, think it's a stream and say something. Uh, yeah. Deplorable. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so actually, Jake was suspended from this episode. That's why he's not here. We lied in the beginning, yep. but um, due to due to actions on the PSF stream. Yep. I think I think that wraps it up for us. Um, 
you know, Will said before that it was going to be like a 40 minute episode. And now we're like an hour 50 in. So easily. Um, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who called that? That was me. That was you. Um, yeah. Drew was right as usual. Uh, Grant, thank you for joining us. Please, please continue to come back. Seeing as, you know, it's way more fun fighting with you about random shit than everybody agreeing. Too much, too much harmony. To yeah. Too much harmony on Zone 32 podcast. We need you, need you around more to uh, argue about useless shit. Oh, can you can you admit that EDC is better than Ryan Poles too? Just for you know culture, EDC is better than Ryan Poles. All right, thank you. Yay! Hey, Trippy, <laughs> Trippy, I think it's time for so, for you to do something. Yeah. Wait, hold on. We got the songs, right? No, we're not no, doing it. <laughs> we just had like a grant, grant spaced out for about two minutes. No, no, I pulled a bob. I pulled a bob on the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look, Grant, look, Grant had his song ready and all that. What you had for us, Grant? I did. I was going to say B.O.B. Hey, Ray-Bans. What is it? Oh, B.O.B. Ray-Bans? B.O.B. Ray-Bans. That's it. That wins. Well, and you right. know what? This is probably a good week not to have a song because I don't know if I could put it in there or not. Yeah, it's also a good oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You ain't that good with it. <laughs> can I, I do it? I, I could figure something can, out. It's not going to sound like when Max does it. I can tell you that. If much. I can do it in Microsoft Paint, then I can definitely do it. But I don't. <laughs> as long as I can I do it on my phone. Microsoft Paint. Yeah, I've mastered. Paint is crazy. I've, I've mastered Microsoft Paint. That's about it. And Microsoft Excel. So I can do it in Excel. Oh uh, yeah, if I can edit this in Excel, it'll be fucking tip-top shape next week. But yeah. I don't think that's possible. So All Trippy, right. um, you've been given the great honor of dying this week and, and play some Jake. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this wraps it up. Now it's time for me to die. Ah, ah. <laughs> See ya! No, no clipping. See ya. <laughs> no clipping. Worked perfectly. Zone, zone 32. 32.